Blog Talk Radio. And hello everyone, you are tuning in to the Christie's Infinite Love Talk Radio on Blog Talk, our favorite place to be on a Saturday at 5 o'clock. Yes, yes, that's right, and you can join us live anytime by calling 347-215-8305. Again, that's 347-215-8305, or you can join us in our chat room throughout the entire show. You know, baby, today we are talking about apple cider vinegar and why it is truly, truly a miracle health tonic. That's right, babe. And some of the great things that vinegar can do for you and can to help your overall health is it can lower your cholesterol. And I'll let my husband explain a little bit about that. Well, apple cider vinegar, when you hear those words, first of all, when you hear vinegar, everybody is going, Ugh, oh, my God. Goodness, but I tell you, the taste outweighs because everything that tastes good for you ain't good for you. But apple cider vinegar, although the taste is a little shaky, there are a couple things that you you can do, and we're going to talk about it that can really help the taste out and really helps you. One of the stories, though, is that my wife went in for a checkup and they checked her cholesterol. And they just couldn't believe. She had been drinking apple cider vinegar for over a year. And when she went in, the doctors were just amazed at her cholesterol levels. And they wanted to know what she was doing. She was working out a little bit, changed the diet. But the biggest thing was that she had been drinking apple cider vinegar. And her cholesterol levels were fantastic. So it can help out with cholesterol uh, as well as many other benefits. Oh, most definitely. And um, the way we found out about um, apple cider vinegar was um, through some masseuses that we used to have um, back in Seattle some years back, and they told us that it's really, really good, and it's a it's a health tonic that if you mix it with water, so say you take an 8-ounce bottle of water, you can either drink about um, a quarter of it or you can pour it out, and then you just pour in 2 tablespoons to 3 tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. Shake it up and then drink it, and you can sip on it all day. Uh, my husband's an expert at drinking apple cider vinegar, so he usually he usually can down his in one sitting. Uh, me, it takes about two days um, to three days sometimes, <laughs> but that's only when your mind is not on it. If you do it three times a day, guaranteed, and you do it for two weeks straight, and watch what you eat, of course. Don't eat five bags of Cheetos and a couple of Big Macs, but if you just eat regular, and you can eat McDonald's, you can eat whatever pretty much you want, it's going to go to work in your body right away, and it's going to start breaking up a lot of the bad stuff, and you will notice your weight will start dropping, and for me, and we'll talk about that a little later, and that's actually number two's point of good things is weight loss, but um, talking about the cholesterol, it definitely does help lower your cholesterol levels. For people that eat a lot of eggs every day, this this would be a good, good, good tonic for you to drink. And then we'll move right into weight loss and um, how that helped. And I can, if you want, honey, I can tell them that story. It's kind of scary, you guys, because a lot of people are, like, freaking out when they when they heard about it. But 
Um, it happened about 12 summers ago, and I got on the vinegar after my masseuse told me, Jackie, you have great skin tone. If you want to keep it, you should drink this stuff called apple cider vinegar. I'm like, great, okay, I'll try it. I smelled it, and I thought, oh, my God, I can't do this. But then I drunk some, and I noticed the next day I felt better, and I felt more energy. And then all of a sudden I noticed that I wasn't bloated because I, I was eating a lot of sweets at the time and drinking a lot of soda and you become bloated when you do that. And I noticed, oh, my goodness, my stomach's a lot flatter. I might even see some muscles in there. And I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't working out like my husband. So it was really amazing to me. So I said, honey, do you notice? And he's like, yeah. And he was drinking it as well. But he's already, I mean, in phenomenal shape. And that's not tooting his horn, but he's a professional athlete. So his we didn't see as much as fast. But then the next day I noticed a little more. And then by the end of the week I had dropped seven pounds and I was looking great. And I was feeling like, oh, my God, I had energy. I could just run through the roof. So I kept drinking it. And then I did that all summer. It was probably about three months in. I had dropped 28 pounds by then and was amazed. But I, I did look really skinny. And I, people were saying, are you anorexic? But to me that was music to my ears only because, I couldn't believe how much better I felt and how much the bad um, body fat that you develop over the years had just tilted right off. So I would just say that weight loss is one of the big, big, big points. If you are looking for something to curb your appetite and slim you down, tell them, honey. Tell them about weight loss. Apple cider vinegar is the one. And I will say this, that we did this in conjunction with changing our diet. We didn't. We stopped eating pork. We stopped eating red meat. And also at the same time, we stopped eating a lot of dairy. We still had some cheese, but we stopped with that, and we were steaming a lot of our food and eating as much raw stuff as we could. But that wasn't a drastic change. It was something that happened over time. And as my wife started losing weight, I was just going to watching two and three pounds a day come off of her. I was just going, wow. And then once she got to what I considered to be her weight, everything stopped. She was still drinking and exercising and doing everything, but she was just feeling very healthy and very energetic because a, a lot of that comes with the apple cider vinegar because when I was in the NBA, I would drink one before every game and go out there and play, and it, it just gives you so many different uh, positive effects that it, it's incredible. And they also have a book, and it is called Apple Cider Vinegar, and it's by Paul C. Bragg, who back in the day was the originator of health stores. So for all those out there who are now going to health stores, this guy who created apple cider vinegar, Paul C. Bragg, was the, the originator. And you can get his book, and it tells, and it's something that we've read quite a few times just to kind of refresh ourselves. But weight loss is a big, big factor in drinking apple cider vinegar. That's right. And then moving right along to the next thing, it's an inner cleanser. Um, my husband touched on a lot of different points. So when, you know, in talking about the inner cleansing that it does, it cleans out your intestines. Everyone carries about 10 to 15 pounds of bad stuff that your body holds on to over the years. And it was funny because, um, you know, people keep things in their body that their body doesn't um, dissolve. And you start drinking the vinegar, it starts dissolving all that, and it burns bad body fat. It also is um, considered like a blood thinner. So it cleans your blood as well. It's a lot of different benefits. We are not doctors. We are not the authors of the book, but we can tell you if you pick the book up, you won't put it down. We both own copies. We've given them out to people. My husband's given them out to teammates on the different NBA teams he's played for. It tells you all about it, and you can go into detail. But pick it up. It's Apple Cider Vinegar by Paul C. Bragg, and you have to make sure it's B-R-A-G-G. So B is in boy, R is in Romeo, A is in apple, G is in George, G is in George. 
brag apple cider vinegar. A lot of people go and get apple cider vinegar, and they call, and they go, oh, I got apple cider vinegar. Is this the right kind? And it's not. You have to get the one from Brag. Tell them so, about the mother. Oh, yes, definitely. And it says it has the mother in it. And pretty much what apple cider vinegar is, is fermented apples. It's apples that ferment, and then they turn into healing properties it's nothing else but that there's no additives to it when you get the book when you get the bottle of it it has all the ingredients on it um it is just a fabulous thing and it's just fermented apples so it has the mother in it and that's part of the apple that is still there and it's it's you know, you'll see it floating around in there. Don't be afraid. If it goes down your throat really fast, don't panic. <laughs> because I have watched my husband drink it, and I'm like, oh, my God, if that thing goes down my throat, I'm going to scream. But I have actually drunk a little parts of it, um, what is considered the mother, and it's just apple. So don't panic. And then the next thing that it does is it cures arthritis. Tell them, babe. Oh, and, and this is a big one, and I've benefited from this in two ways, you guys. You won't believe it. One was my wife used to rub my feet all the time, and she started getting arthritis in her thumbs. And then once she drank apple cider vinegar, all of a sudden she was going, baby, my, my thumb is feeling fantastic. Now, she didn't resume the rubbing of my feet, but I was glad to see that her thumb was feeling fantastic. Also, for myself, we were in Toronto when we learned about this, and I was having arthritis at the time, and I was thinking, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep playing. But after that point, we started drinking and changed our diet, and I played another eight years at even a higher level than I did when I, we initially heard about this. So arthritis is something that it definitely helps with because it just cleans out your body from joints to the mucus that uh, is in your body from dairy and a lot of different things that we eat. My wife had just said that you carry 10 to 15 pounds in your stomach, and a lot of times you'll see people with uh, a stomach that's kind of hanging over, and they might still their legs and stuff are still kind of in shape, but you're wondering why is their belly like that? It's because there's so much stuff that is undigested, and this helps digest that food and get it out of you, and therefore that's what kind of knocks away that bloating that you will see on people sometimes. Oh, most definitely. And another thing is um, everybody, um, arthritis is something that everyone has. So just so the people don't think, oh, well, that's, they had problems and that's why I can't drink it because I don't have these issues. Everyone has a form of arthritis from when you're born and you're a kid and you start growing up. It just depends on if it starts bothering you. And I called it arthritis because my finger, my left thumb was hurting really, really bad. But um, it could also be from lifting heavy things. It could be from a lot of different things. So whatever it is that's bothering you, whatever aches and pains you're suffering. My husband was playing sports. So, you know, his was soreness and, and, you know, he knows his body a lot better and that might have actually really been arthritis. So I just want everyone to know no matter what you have, it will help you. You can have lower back pain. If you drink vinegars for three days in a row, that pain will go away. A lot of times it's soreness in the muscles or it's um, from the front of your stomach, like my husband was just talking about, being heavier, being full, not having the digestion that it needs. So a lot of that's pulling on those lower back muscles. So um, you can also get massages with apple cider vinegar. And don't think that you're going to smell bad because you can always jump in the shower after. But massaging that into your skin, it's great for your skin. It's an excellent skin toner cleanser. It also helps your muscles to firm up. So there's different ways of using it. It is just an all-around great health um, additive to anything that you're doing. It's not, you know, uh, weight loss pills or anything like that. It is a natural substance, substance that will help you in all different ways with your weight loss, with your overall health, with your cholesterol, with everything. Um, my mom has taken it and went to her doctor. They were even amazed. The only thing that um, we would say is read the part about high blood pressure and things like that because it does act as a blood thinner but not in a bad way, and you just want to make sure you check with your doctor. So we do want to put that disclaimer in there, but definitely 
it's just a natural, you know, drink of apples, pretty much, huh? And, yeah, and, and from the health drink, if you put, like my wife said, one to three teaspoons into some water and you don't like the taste, how we started out, we started with... We started with honey and molasses. Uh, you can put some type of sweetener in there, and if it's natural, that's even better. But there are so many different things that you can do with it. You can also make salad dressings, and if you know vinaigrette salad dressing, this is a way to make that. And you, you can use cloves of garlic, and it gives you inside of the book directions on how to make it, but it's very tasty, and you will definitely love it. Sprinkling it over some of your food is fantastic. Oh, it, it most definitely is. We could go on and on about all the benefits of apple cider vinegar, and all we want you to do is know right now that if you want to change your life and you want to see positive results, definitely pick some up. I'd like to share one last story with you guys just to um, show you how powerful it is. Um, my husband played for a basketball team in Toronto, Canada, and the owner, um, his name is Mr. Tannenbaum, he actually wrote my husband a letter um, that next year after he played, he had, you know, uh, introduced him to apple cider vinegar. He tried it. He said he had tried a lot of different things, but he would go ahead and try that as well. He tried it and loved it. He said not only did it help him lose weight, it made him feel better, it made him feel younger and healthier. So, I mean, there's someone, and the reason I say to tell this story is that could pretty much try and buy anything. And he decided to try a bottle of apple cider vinegar. It runs you anywhere from 2 bucks to 6 bucks. But you get it at a health food store in California and Seattle. It is available in grocery stores. I'm not sure where you people are listening from, but everybody check your local health stores, check your local grocery stores, and tell them you want Bragg apple cider vinegar and you want to take it home and you want to try it for a week and then call us or email us or write us a letter or something and tell us what your results are like on yeah, it will be fantastic. I know that some of the things when we were reading the book we were laughing about because we were saying, is this type of stuff going to happen to us? Because they say a lot of people drink milk and eat dairy and that sort of thing, and this really cleans your body out. And it says that inside of your body when you're eating this stuff, you have a layer of mucus that goes all throughout your body. So once you change your diet and you start drinking this, your nose will start running and you may your face may break out because it's getting a lot of stuff out of your body. And this stuff started happening to us on a day-to-day day basis and we were just amazed but the results that we were getting were just so fantastic that we uh, we try to tell anybody and everybody that we can because we really truly believe in it and got a bottle in front of us as we're speaking right now. Oh, most definitely. We are sitting here right now about to enjoy some more apple cider vinegar. And I see my good friend Betty on the line, so get you some, Betty, definitely. And we are moving right along, and we are going into hot topics. And today we have Little Wayne. He sold 423,000 copies of his what? CD. Yes, 423,000 copies of his CD and it's called Carter the Third, and he sold them in one day, honey. What do you think about that? One day, four hundred twenty-three thousand in one day. So, uh, if you look at this in a week, I, I can't even imagine. But hats off to Little Wayne. I, I haven't got it. I'm going to pick it up and listen to it, and then we'll have to. That maybe is what we'll do on one of our show, shows: is critique some music and talk about it and play some people's music. But that is incredible. That is an uh, astounding number. Four hundred twenty-three in one day is uh, hats off to Little Wayne, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Also, we have a tornado, and I know a lot of people might have seen this, and this tornado hit Nebraska, and it hit a, a Boy Scout camp. 
just, yeah, it was a tragedy. I believe that it killed 10 people and injured lots. I will have to say that the most positive thing maybe out of that whole situation was the fact that they were at Boy Scouts, so they knew how to take care of themselves, so a lot more people probably weren't killed. A lot of the injuries were probably taken care of because they that's what they were there for is training to, to understand how to live out, outside in the outdoors and protect themselves if something like this happens. So to uh, all those who were affected by that, our hearts go out to you, definitely. Yes, yeah, so everybody, we also have in our hot topics, we have Obama says he'll cut middle-class taxes. Now, this is a big one because uh, as it goes in politics, you look at the Republicans and you look at the Democrats, and I would have to say that it is big for Obama to take on this because taxes have been hitting us so hard for so long. Also, he's talking about green energy and the programs that come along with that is something that is drastically needed definitely in this time with gas prices going the way that they are, going up, up, up. We need to make sure that in America we're trying to get a handle on it, and green energy is a, is a way to go, no doubt. So hats off to Obama, and we'll see what happens as the Democrats and the Republicans come into a big race to uh, nominate the next president. Moving on to number four, we have R&B star R. Kelly has been cleared in a long-standing trial. He was fighting for the past six years. And, and I'd have to say, for all of those fans out there who love R. Kelly, obviously this is some fantastic news. And his music is, I mean, I've been listening to R. Kelly for quite a long time. Some of the things that he went through, obviously, we don't agree with. But everybody goes through trials and tribulations, and we hope that uh, all is well with him and everything works out with R. Kelly. And he, he maybe come back and put out some of that fantastic music that we've all grown to love. Oh, most definitely, honey. I would have to say, and you know, jumping right back in here, had a little bit of technical difficulties, and I know you're not supposed to say that, but hey, we keep it real here at Infinite Love Blog Talk Radio. I was disconnected from the phone. I don't know what's going on with my cell phone, but I'm definitely call Verizon and read them the riot act. We move right on down with Kid Rock was hospitalized for dehydration. Ooh. Now, that's big. Yeah, that is, and especially in these summer months, this is, you know, obviously we feel for Kid Rock, hopefully he can uh, get well, but to, to spread the word at the same time, we're coming into the summer months, it's getting hotter and hotter, we need to make sure that everybody is staying hydrated, try to stay in a cool place, you know, that sun is beating down on you, and one of my uh, fashion and beauty tips will address that, so everybody make sure that you're staying hydrated, because this time of the year it's going to get hot, and you need to find some shade. But I got ask you a question, honey. We're talking about apple cider vinegar, and we're going to be talking about it periodically through the whole show. That is something else that keeps you hydrated, right? It talks oh, about it in the book and everything. No question about it. It, it helps in so many different ways, but mm -hmm. uh, that was one of the things that I found when I would play basketball, and I would drink it before the game. I noticed there would be some nights, and maybe I rushed out of the hotel on the road or didn't have it with me for whatever reason, and I would notice the difference. I mm -hmm. would drink a lot more water. I would It would be a more of a necessity to drink that water than anything. When I drank the apple cider vinegar, I could go for a quarter, quarter and a half, and I wouldn't have to have any water. And the guys would be looking at me like, what are you doing? You're <laughs> running like a madman. But it just helps out in so many different ways that uh, maybe we have to send some of that to Kid Rock. Or if you're listening, Kid Rock, get yourself some apple cider vinegar and help with that dehydration. 
Oh, most definitely, most definitely. And guess what, honey? I think that I'm feeling a little bit like it's, it's that time. It's that time, baby. And guess what? Today, I wanted to, to let everybody know for you that we are not going to have the wizard with us. He's uh, vacationing right now. I think he's on a flight to Peru right what, now. What happened with the <laughs> no welcome back wizard? Well, you know what? No. This is sports at its highest level. So there it is. I know the wizard is probably listening. If he's not and you're on a flight, fly high. I will tell you that we're, we're going to start out and we're going to talk a little NBA basketball. And for those of you out there in NBA, Land who have been watching the Boston Celtics have grabbed a stranglehold on the NBA Finals. They are now leading the Finals three games to one in what would be called a collapse, a debacle, a choke, whatever you want to call it that happened in L.A. the other night. It was three games to one. Now they have a lead that I don't know that they are going to be able to recover from. If they do, this will be the first time in NBA history that anything like this has ever, ever happened. It did happen in baseball two years ago when the Boston Red Sox came back on the New York, uh, I was about to say New York Knicks, and that would have been one heck of a game right there. But the New York Yankees, they came back and beat them. So uh, did you say the Wizzle was with us? I say the Wizzle was with us. He surprised you and showed us. Wizzle, are you with us? I'm here. Oh, my goodness. Well, I was just talking about the Boston Celtics and the fact that they have grabbed a complete choke stranglehold over the NBA Finals with a 3-1 lead. I don't know if it was a collapse, debacle, choke, whatever happened in Los Angeles, but a 24-point lead went down the drain. Can you, can you give our people some insight on, on what happened in that? Well, uh, I actually think there's a couple of things that went down. I think uh, Phil Jackson and his pride as a as the Zen master or or whatever his label is. I think that his pride uh, maybe got in the way of smart coaching decisions, and I think that maybe uh, before the halftime, uh, it looked like they were up somewhere around 30 points. You got to really settle your team down and 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 take take advantage of what possession and high percentage shots. Uh, their team really, really. I mean, I was coming down. I'd watch. I'd, I'd watch the ball being up, and then and it's getting shot at 14 seconds, and uh, with 14 seconds left to go on the shot clock, uh, and those type of things. So, uh, two of those possessions in a row, it turned into five points for Boston. They came down one time, either three. The next time they came down, got fouled, went to the line. Again, those type of things stop the clock. And it really, really gives another team uh, an advantage and a, a true opportunity to get in. And not only that, you, when you got a team that far behind, the last thing you want to do is play defense to get back. And they really made it an offensive game for Boston because they don't play the type of defense, uh, shutdown defense that Boston does. And that was basically, in a nutshell, they allowed – those guys to come back. So was it a colossal collapse from the Lakers, or was it a heck of a comeback? I would like to say a colossal collapse. <laughs> I think I would have to agree with you on that one, Wizzle, because if you got Kobe Bryant scoring no points in the first half, uh, taking just a couple of shots, the rest of the team pretty much holding everything down, and they have a fantastic lead. Well, obviously, Boston knows Kobe's going to come out in the second half, and he's going to be more aggressive. But what goes hand-in-hand hand with that is the fact that if he is more aggressive that means other people aren't going to touch the ball as much. Therefore, they're not going to be as comfortable when that time comes, and that's what I think we saw in the second half. 
Oh, without a doubt. And um, I really got to give a lot of credit to Lamar Odom. He, he found found his game and, and got it rolling a little bit. But the big part of the, the engine, so to speak, for the Lakers right now is Paul Gasol. And unless you can get him going, he frees up everybody, and it kind of gets the confidence level of everybody else. Uh, uh, I mean, they, they really play above their head. Um, they're swinging the ball around. We're, I mean, we watch a lethargic Lakers offense. They come down, and everybody's dribbling the ball two or three times before they cut. And that's what, not how basketball is intended to, uh, to be played. You come down, you pass the ball, you cut, and you put a lot of pressure on the defense, not from your personnel, but from the threats of your attacks, from people cutting, from uh, uh, people trying to play and go, uh, use backdoor cuts uh, and coming off of curls and screens, that type of thing. And it just really, really looks like uh, like the Lakers have basically grinded themselves to a halt, um, for for lack of better words. I mean, I, I, I think that they – Pretty, you know, pretty much have action at, at winning this next game tomorrow. But, again, um, I just don't see him playing the type of basketball that a championship team would play. I mean, and it starts with smack-your-mouth defense, for starters. Does the Lakers play like that? No. Uh, it starts with execution on offense and, and, and personnel and taking advantage of the personnel you have. And, and, and I, without a doubt, I believe that the Celtics are, are doing a better job. They have people who are attacking the bucket. Um, Derek Fisher attacking the bucket is not the same as Paul Pierce or Ray Allen, for example. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it just really looks like the opportunities that the Lakers had to, 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 to give Boston a psychological hurdle, they've allowed that opportunity to go out the window. So um, right now, it's, it's, I mean, their backs are to the wall, but um, they've, they can draw a couple good things from the, the homestand, the first game back in L.A., which is uh, Kobe was ultra-aggressive. And so maybe, I mean, if you look in hindsight in the first two games in Boston, if he was played that type of game, going to the hole, playing relentless, take a page out of LeBron James' uh, 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 book when, they, when they, the Cavaliers play Boston, maybe they'd have a better chance and, and the teams would collapse and it soften up the defense a little bit, but... Right now, I think that Boston really believes that they can beat L.A., so we've got to see what's going to go down. Well, you know, you just said a word here, and I've been listening to a lot of uh, sports writers and, and sports people, and they've been calling them Euro-weenies. And what I mean by a Euro-weenie is the fact that the European players aren't stepping up and playing. And, and we've talked about this before, Wizzle. We've talked about the fact that sometimes they go up against Bobo and Nuck-Nuck in them. And what I mean by that, everybody, is they're going against hardcore players that, that have played basketball on such a high level that I don't think that in Europe they have all the time. And I think that that's what you're seeing out there with the Lakers is you're, you have uh, some of these guys from the Boston Celtics like KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, people who are in-your-face basketball players, and some of the European players don't know how to respond to that. What do you think about that? Well, I... I... I agree with you completely. The numbers wouldn't lie. Uh, Vujicic, one of nine. Uh, Vladimir Radmanovic, he's 6'10", 6'11", and can do anything inside the three-point line. His defense against Paul Pierce is atrocious. I'm talking about no jumping, no competing against the guy. Hey, these are the type of things that Bobo Nugnut 
quote unquote players do. They get in your face. I don't know what Bobo and Nug Nug is, but you guys better cut that out. <laughs> Bobo and Nug Nug is the, is, the, is the people that play at the boys club. Who's going to score? Oh, okay. It's the, it's the parents who are a little bit uh, 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 irate, and they talk about oh. Yes, that kind of that kind of situation, the similar situation that Dallas found themselves in in Miami. We're totally correct. I have one last question for you, Will. We're talking about this series, and that is Rivers versus Phil Jackson. And looking at this, I have to give a couple on both sides. Obviously, Phil Jackson, nine championships, fantastic coach. He caused great turnover, uh, great timeouts. Uh, like when Paul Pierce came back in the game, the crowd was about to erupt. He calls the timeout great. Always has the best players. That's one thing about Phil Jackson, from Michael Jordan to Scottie Pippen, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. Then you move over to Doc Rivers, and the way that he has guarded Kobe Bryant, I think is fantastic. From his subs to Poe in Game 2, uh, Eddie House in Game 4, Posey, uh, obviously, I think he has a better bench, but who in in those two who is winning the battle right now? Minus the score of three to one, who do you think is is winning the coaching battle? Well, I definitely, um, as far as right now, I believe that Doc Rivers is head and shoulders above. Um, and it speaks volumes when the, the the play that is out on the court is an extension of the coach, and it's an extension of the work that we put in in practice. So. Do you think that Boston uh, um, attacked practice in the way and had a goal of getting to the uh, the championship? And and without a doubt, I mean it's it's not a talent thing; it's effort. And and you see everybody coming off the bench, and it's everybody's excited on the bench, and there's nobody moping and and that type of thing. So uh, I definitely give the advantage to Doc Rivers. And hey, um, on another note, I seen him. Uh, there was an interview that they did. Uh, uh, a post-game interview, and they asked him about last year and and the contrast of him because he lost his father earlier this year, and they asked him about that. And I mean, it, it's it's just ironic how things happen, and and his father couldn't be here, although I'm sure he is watching and and, and he's rooting for Doc all the way. But I mean, it's almost hard not to root for a guy when you know what I mean when he's yeah. going through these type of real life turmoil situations and. And, he's, and his focus has never wavered. And, and not to mention last year, I can't, I, don't, I can't think of a coach who was he, more heavily scrutinized than Doc Rivers as far as everybody calling him for his head and, and this type of thing. And he did the best he had with Danny Ainge's players. So, I mean, I, I root for the guy, and I, I definitely think he's been out coaching Phil. And that last game really, really irritated me because, I mean, as a, as a, as a, a little league coach, uh, if we're up 30 points and we come down and we don't do the right thing, we're calling timeout immediately right. because that's not how we got here. We got here from doing what we were supposed to do, and there isn't room for anything else. So, I mean, I, I, I completely put that one on Phil and, and Kobe. I think they got to carry that one um, as their team. Uh, and I, I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, you can't allow another team to come in. And, and and put up the type of numbers, especially if we're talking about shooting right around 30% and you're shooting 55. There's no way you don't go on and finish to finish that game and to send that uh, that that emotional charge, that emotional jump, that emotional shot to another team to the Celtics, which tells them, hey. We're going to beat you guys, and we've figured it out. And when we go back to Boston, we're going to be a new team. I don't, I don't believe that Boston fears L.A. in no shape or form right now. 
you got a bunch of people on here on the line that might want to ask you guys some questions. Uh-oh. Well, if you got a question, please chime in uh, because we're going to shift gears right here, and we're going to stay with the Lakers, but we're going to talk game six, Wizzle. Lakers-Kings 2002 playoffs. I've been talking about this Jeez. a lot on sports radio all across the world. And just wanted to get your input. And uh, what do you think, if you can remember that game where the Lakers shot 27 free throws in the fourth quarter alone? And uh, now Donahue has come out and he said some things. And one of the refs that were in that game said that uh, I stand behind the calls that I made, as if kind of trying to separate itself. So. Uh, you got any comments on that uh, game six between the Lakers and the Kings, two thousand and two? Well, um, definitely there is uh, where there is smoke, there's fire. So um, <laughs> we'll start there. Um, first and foremost, the 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 game we'll take it this year. The game in Boston, uh, L.A. shoots ten free throws. We're talking about a professional team where everybody's out here fouling. There's no way that that it, there's that big of a discrepancy. In terms of that game, I remember vividly. Uh, all the all the situation that was going down, it, it was like a new officiating crew had came in the fourth <laughs> quarter and started uh, started repping the game because everything. <laughs> I mean, no, really, because everything everything that was going on before in the first three quarters was okay, and then it became touch fouls, and 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 it was so one sided. But hey, you, you never. I mean, back then we figured that they were, you know, hey, we figured they're cheating for L.A., but that, that's part of the deal. But you never, you never figure that it's, I mean, you, you hope that the refs wouldn't be so biased. I mean, obviously you're a ref, you got to be a job. If this guy hit me in the mouth, you got to call a foul. And if you're rooting for L.A., cool. But don't be completely biased because that's against the ethics of your job. You know what I mean? You're a ref. You're supposed to be separating this thing and, and kind of kind of trying to split it down the middle a little bit. Um, I think that there's a lot more going on to what, uh, to what people believe. Um, I don't know. It kind of discredits the NBA a lot for me. Um, it was like when so I was tell little. Me, and tell me this, Wizzle. Do you think that Donahue is trying to clear his conscience or – you know he's facing some years. I mean, they're they're trying to say that he is he's not trying to clear his conscience. So he's trying to save his butt. So what do you think about that? Is he clearing his conscience, or is he trying to take a couple years off a twenty fifty year sentence that he's going to get? Well, you know what? I think it could be possibly a combination of both. But let's take it a step further. Why did David Stern have a meeting with him before, and then he had a meeting with him after, before after he came out with the allegations? Um, why did the FBI go in and talk to Dick Vavetta and these refs with specific questions about about uh, 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 particular subjects? And and and, and um, it's known that they were coming in to ask specifics. It's not like I'm just asking you and trying to probe around and and trying to get you to say something to me. So um, I think that the FBI, when they went in and talked to the refs, I think they knew what they were asking for, and I think there's something more to it than what we believe. And the fact that David Stern said, well, I guess we'll go back and talk to all the officials again and do the same thing, it sounds like a bunch of crap to me. And the fact that the fact that you have a press conference during the finals, it really, really does it for me. You have a press conference to talk about and discredit this man, and we're talking about a man that you hired. I'm sure you guys, you know, that, that you that you did a background screen and all this type of thing, and and now you turn your back on him. And and what about his other referee brothers? I'm sure there there's a lot more going on that we know, but 
Hey, uh, they had a poll on ESPN that said 76% of the United States believe there's something else to it. And I'm part of that 76. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? They show the game again on ABC and let everybody judge for themselves. Would well, it give well, you guys the, the trophy? Uh, I don't think that'll be oh. happening, but it would be fantastic to see again. I won't be watching. But Wizzle, as always, uh, phone me, and it's Wait. great. Oh, hold on. I'm getting waved off by uh, my executive producer. What? Cheese in a cup. <laughs> uh oh. That's from Man. Douglas. He wanted me to tell you that. <laughs> Well, thank you, Dougie. And this is for y'all, turkey, bacon, lettuce, and tomato with avocado. Enjoy. Final whistle until next week. Same time, same channel. Thank you always for your insight into the world of sports. Thank you. I'm out. Oh, man. She's in a cup. That would be good. And we'll move right along into our fashion and beauty. And I'm going to start it off, you guys, with nails. I'm talking about fingernails, toenails, whatever kind of nails you want to talk about. Make sure that when you go to these salons, this is a very, very big health warning that's going around. They're not putting it public yet, but I happen to know a couple of people that do spa treatments and that sort of thing, and they told me a lot of these places are not cleaning their utensils very well. So I want to give you a hot tip. Please, please, please. What I did is I went and I purchased at a drugstore, a normal drugstore. We call it Fred Meyers in Seattle, but everywhere, Savons, everybody has one in their city. And I bought my own little pedicure, manicure set. I don't have a lot of free time because, you know, we're doing our radio show and then our daughter's music and our reality show and our movies and our books and all of our different things and definitely keeping God first in our life and in our AIDS activism and all of our different charities we work with. So I don't have time to go and get manicures and pedicures like I like regularly. But when I do go, I take my own utensils and I make sure that I don't really mind that the people get upset because they figure, oh, mine aren't good enough. It's not that. It's that I would prefer that you use mine because I know they're clean so please you guys be careful because if they clean your if they do your feet with someone else's product and they have an infection or even if they don't it will cause fungus to grow and you can lose your toenails permanently or your fingernails so just be careful that's my tip for today in beauty and fashion Ooh, that's a good one so do i have my own separate yep. set that you want me to and i just don't know about it yet <laughs> okay all right moving right into mine i'm talking shoes everybody out there you men i want you to go out and get yourself some wallaby clarks and those you guys if you don't know are with the gum sole they come in leather canvas suede and i believe me they are incredibly comfortable for men with big feet 16 and up you can get them because they come in every size wide uh, with they come in slender with you can get any color you name it there is a clark for you so everybody wallaby clarks go out and get yourself a pair i have a question for you do they come in denim they come in denim you can get them in just about anything they have really stepped their game up because uh, we go to Zappos. I'm going to put this out there, Zappos.com, so I'm giving away a secret. I'm sorry, but you go to Zappos.com. You can see every type of Clark that you want to see. My wife said denim, canvas, as I said, suede and leather, but also any and every color combination, gum soles that are, are uh, tan gum to black gum, anything, all types of color combinations. But the biggest thing is they are incredibly comfortable. 
Yep, and that leads me right into my next one, and that is hand-painted sneakers. And the reason I asked if there was denim in Clark's, because if you really want to get creative and say you have a pair of cool sneakers that you they're getting kind of old and you're like, oh, I don't want to throw them away, well, save that 150 to 200 or $300 to go out and buy a new pair, and why don't you get you some fabric paint and some brushes, of course, and get creative. You know how people do tattoos and they're real creative? If you have any type of artistic ability or if you have a picture you really like, you can put it in front of you and copy it and actually write it onto your shoes. And that's really creative, and you will get a lot of people stopping you in public. I have a pair of K-Swiss that I had that done to. I didn't paint it myself, but I, I think I can now, you guys, because I've watched it done. And everybody stops me. I go in Nordstrom's with my K-Swiss on, and there's butterflies and all kind of pretty stuff painted on them. And everybody, from women to you know, from young ladies to grandmas to everybody, they just come up, salespeople, where did you get those shoes? Is Case was making those now? It's like, nope, I just got creative and did this to my own. So uh, that's my tip is definitely take you some fabric paint and paint on whatever type of shoes or, or clothing or whatever you want and make it your own, and then you can keep it always and it will become fresh again. That's right, baby. And K-Swiss, if you uh, take that idea, you can send Doug and Jackie 10%. We would be happy to collect that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, also, we got bucket-style fisherman's hats. Polo makes a very quality one, everybody. You can protect yourself because just as we were saying earlier, it is very hot at this time of the year from those UV rays. And be stylish at the same time. And these ones come in a variety of colors, every color under the rainbow, also in patterns. But uh, a very comfortable, comfortable hat. Relaxed. If you love golfing, they're perfect for golfing. If you're in the rain, perfect for that. But it also keeps the sun, the UV rays off of you. So go out and check out uh, Bucket Style Fisherman. Oh, most definitely. And, and, you know, we always love talking to you guys about fashion and beauty, and we like to share our tips every week. By no means are we telling you you have to do this. These are just our tips and things that we love and enjoy. And we'll move right on into love and romance. This is a part of the show that my husband and I love very much um, because we can share different things, and people are starting to write in. And we're not trying to be Dear Abby, but they did write some very, very serious questions into us that um, we think deserves an answer. So we're going to ask the question that they ask of us, and we're going to answer it with our own opinion. And I'll do one, Doug will do one, I'll do one, and Doug will do one. So starting off, we have this person says, Jackie and Doug, we just got married and had our first argument. Does this signal the end of our honeymoon? And I would have to say, absolutely yes. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, it does not signal the end of your honeymoon. It does not signal the end of anything. All it signals is that you are two separate individuals now have be become one, and you are going to have to grow together and live together and learn to adjust together because being boyfriend and girlfriend and living in an apartment is one thing or living you know, separate and then visiting each other is one thing. But once you become married, it's a psychological thing as well. Now we are one. We are going to be, it's us against the world. So sometimes that can be kind of like a little tug of war of power or whatever you want to call it, but an argument is just really a heated discussion or disagreement. And if you look at it that way, you won't take it personal. And sometimes you can get so angry and you're like, oh, my God. But at the same time, you know, this is the person that I love. This is my life partner. This is my soulmate. And you calm down and you go back and you apologize. And if you can't because your ego just won't let you, say it to yourself inside and say, I really love this person. And I know he didn't mean it or I didn't mean it. And I really want to spend my life with them. So I'm going to move on. And that's what I would suggest. But don't by any means think that it's the end of your honeymoon. 
and my husband I would too. have to have to reiterate and say that I mean my wife touched that beautifully because there there are so many things that you're going to go through throughout a marriage and the fact that you're at the beginning stages that does not mean the end of the honeymoon the honeymoon will last as long as you want it to but uh, like my wife said an argument isn't anything that can't be overcome without compromise and communication if you can do those two things you can overcome anything that you want to as a uh, as a couple and as a unit and that's how you have to look at it so uh, listen to that because that is some fantastic advice that my wife gave you no question number two is a father's day gift my dad has everything what do i get the man that has everything and i would have to say being a father one of the greatest gifts that you can get because uh, i've gotten quite a few over the years are books books are a fantastic gift and also uh, you can get so many different topics you can there's a book about any and everything under the sun so if you take time and you listen because dad is always talking usually, and if he's not talking, if you watch what he's doing, you'll see the different things that he needs or whatever it is, and that is one of the keys to Father's Day gifts or Mother's Day gifts or anything. Try to get them something that they need or desperately want, and if you listen up, you will already know what that gift will be. Oh, most definitely, and I would like to reiterate on that too, honey. I would say give your father a prayer. That doesn't cost you anything, and it, it doesn't cost you anything really but time. And just pray that your father is happy and healthy, and if he's already passed on as mine has, you definitely want to say a prayer that he is resting in peace. So that's a gift that no one can replace. And then moving down to number three is my girlfriend keeps telling me my boyfriend is a flirt. What should I do? as I do love him, but I don't want to be hurt if that rumor is true. And I would definitely have to say, first and foremost, trust in your own relationship. Sit down, talk with your mate, and ask him, and hopefully he will be able to be honest enough with you to tell you. And if he is doing that, you might want to tell them that although you're flirtatious, I would prefer that you just be flirtatious with me and not my friends and not other ladies. And I will give you that same respect and not be flirtatious with other guys. And ask them, is exclusivity something that you want to share with me? And if he says yes, and you say yes, then I would suggest you guys you know, keep working it out and talk with your girlfriends and tell them, although you appreciate them giving you that um, heads up, you want to try and work your relationship out because you never know if maybe your girlfriends just love you and they feel like they're losing you to your boyfriend, so sometimes things can be conjured up. But then again, it could be true as well. So it's something, it's a personal call that you have to make, but first and foremost, try to communicate with your mate. Would you say, honey? Yeah, I would say communication. That is a big, big thing. And I would also say watch the messenger. Please, please watch the messenger because sometimes, unfortunately, guys, we're like crabs in a bucket and people, uh, misery enjoys company. And, and if you are loving and your husband or if it's not your husband, it's your boyfriend, if you guys are getting along and that's your friend, been a friend for a long time, and like my wife said, they feel like they're losing you, they might try to conjure up something. So not that it's not true, but make sure that it's true if you're going to go into that whole conversation and because it, it could be a touchy situation. and. And just make sure because uh, I'm sure if those type of things are happening, you probably got a good thing and you'll want to keep it. So That's right. That's right. No question, baby. And number four is how do you tell someone you just met you are falling in love with them? Now, hey, this is <laughs> hey, this is a good one right here. And I, I would say there are two two ways that you can do that, at least from my point of view, and I know my wife is gonna have some good ones on this one. But I would say, first of all, just say it. Just open your mouth, 
tell them, maybe go to dinner, have lunch, something, and just say it. And the other one is actions. They always speak louder than words. And if you are doing loving stuff, if you are always showing love, after a while, they'll get it. Believe that. Oh, most definitely. My husband just touched on both of the ones that I would have touched on. I told him. <laughs> actions does speak louder than words. And um, I'll share this with you guys again. I, I told this one time before in one of our shows. My husband was very, very quiet and, and a very uh, private person when I met him. So he wasn't one to just come right out with his feelings. So I remember the first time he told me he loved me, it was very special. And like he said, he practiced what he preached. And not only did his actions show me, but his words. Of just hey. it. So you definitely want to do that. We got hey, some callers on the line. Check it out then. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Join indeed. in, check it out, listen up, and all of that. <laughs> definitely, most definitely, and you know, moving right along, it, it's it's always special to be able to sit and talk about love and romance, and talk about just relationships, and what we encourage on this show and, and in our life is just it's about staying together and keeping your foundation strong and keeping your bond tight. If you have children, if you have you know friends that's that's struggling in, in something or you know low self confidence, all of that is a part of love. So it isn't just about a male female relationship. It's about love and loving your fellow man and your children and your family and your friends. And that's what we encourage here on this show. So I see all these callers on the line. Feel free to jump right in if you want to and and talk and enjoy the conversation because that's what we're here to do is, is spread love. You know what, babe? I got one more question for you, and this is a question that I'm going to let you answer because I know this is right up your alley. It says, Doug and Jackie, my wife and I see all the different business adventures, adventures that you guys are involved in. As business partners, we constantly don't see eye to eye, and it's starting to affect our relationship. What do we do, and how do you guys work it out? That is a fabulous question. I thought so, too. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, I would say that um, it's Sometimes you will butt heads because opinions are of, of, of individual, you know, every individual has their own opinion. But if you are really soulmates and you really are partners, you will respect what the other person feels. I'm not going to do anything that my husband's not 100% down with. If he's not happy with it, I'm not going to do it. I am a strong-willed person sometimes, so I may say, well, honey, I really think this would be the right way to do it. And if he, he is the man in this relationship, he is who I go to, and, and I'm going to listen to what he says. And usually has the perfect and the best answers and advice, so I run every by him, even minuscule things like, honey, what do you think we should do on this? And if he doesn't know, he'll tell you, I don't know. And so that's what I would say is you got to find out, you got to have a respect between the two of you. You can't try to be boss and the other person be boss and then you butt heads. You have to both say, okay, I respect what you say, you respect what I say, and let's together work it out so that we can go forward with our business. I totally agree with that. I think business in a, with couples is a beautiful, I think it's romantic, I think it's sexy. I love doing it with my wife, and we have a blast. And, and I really think that if you are in business with your spouse or, or with even your girlfriend or whatever, it has to be communication. And if you sit down and you get a game plan together and both of you guys are on the same page, when you go out, obviously you're going to run into people that are going to try to vary your game plan and take it left and right. But if you guys stay on course with communication and talk about it, I think at the end of the day, it won't affect your relationship in a bad way. It will affect your relationship in a good way because you guys are going to grow together as business partners and as husband and wife. Okay, we have another question, honey. This one says, okay, Doug and Jackie, you guys have a beautiful relationship and marriage, but what happens when I've been with my mate for eight years and he still doesn't want to propose to me? Doug, does that mean he doesn't love me or I'm not good enough? Ooh, that's a good one. I would have to say that no, that doesn't have anything or to do with you unless, I mean, if 
with you, that evidently lets you know that he enjoys you and wants to be there. I think that that has a lot to say with the individual that maybe I'm not ready to make that step. But a lot of the times that's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. And at some point there's going to have to be a stepping out that says, you're my woman, I love you, and I want you to be with me always. If it's not the marriage of, you know, you go to the chapel and all of that, after eight years you guys are common law uh, married anyway. So that doesn't really matter. I, I think more than anything that you work on your relationship, you don't worry about status symbols of rings and all those things. If you've been together that long, I'm telling you that he probably does love you, and you just need to make sure that your relationship turns out to be what you want it to be and don't go by marriage and all these different things. It would be beautiful for that to happen, but if it doesn't, that is not saying anything as you uh, to you or about you as a woman or individual. I most definitely have to reiterate that that's true, and sometimes people just have stage fright is what I call it, or maybe they're just afraid of commitment in that way. And it's better to let him feel that he wants to commit than to push him. So hopefully you're not pressuring him or asking him. It's a beautiful thing when that when that does, when a person comes to that term and says, I want to make you my, my life mate, whether it be the woman proposing or the man. So I definitely would say the same thing to that. And, again, <laughs> what does dancing have to do with it? <laughs> but, you guys, we really, really, really want to tell you again, thank you so much. Um, until next time, you are always welcome to join us here. Um, we want you to take care, and until next time, we'll see you the same place, the same time. Goodbye, our friends, and please enjoy this song as we leave the show. <laughs> 